0: Let's pray tonight, and uh, man, we we uh, we got a lot of stuff uh, we're praying about in the midst. Those of us that uh, that are fasting got a lot of stuff that we're praying about in the middle of fasting. Obviously, we'll talk about some of that tonight, and uh, and I promise though, it will it will carry over whether you're fasting or not um, into into your everyday life and and so I, I'm praying that the Lord will do a big work again um, said last week and there there's a there's a couple things that we need to get real fervent about and in, uh, in praying for one is is that God would give us give us open doors uh, to, to preach the gospel to lost people and then give us give us a courage when the door is open to, to preach it Um there's a couple things, couple of of our of our immediate family members here at this church uh, that are that are needing the Lord in, in a major way to come through on some things, and so I, I'd like for us to for us to spend a few minutes praying for them and, uh, and, and just praying for the ministry here in general. Uh, that you know that we get serious uh, about seeing people. Uh, about seeing people come to faith and and seeing people as God as God gives us opportunity, uh, seeing people grow in their faith. So, if we could, I mean, I, I'd love for us just to take a few minutes and and pray. Uh, we're we're going to need God to give us ears to hear tonight too. Um, you know, if we're not careful, we'll. we'll Man, we're we're so we're so geared and we're so wired to make this thing about us that we'll completely forget that there and that there really is coming today, man. And it's been preached for years um, that Jesus Christ is going to come back. And you know, if you're not careful, if if I'm not careful, uh, man, I, I'll just completely forget that. And I, I want to address that tonight. Um, but I want to want to take a principle uh, from from the book of Matthew, and I want us to see something I think could could really help us in, in everyday life. And then and then those for for sure those that are taking this time to fast. For those of you that don't know, it started on the tenth, uh, which was Tuesday, right? Is today's second? Yeah, uh, which was Tuesday, and uh, so Tuesday morning, uh, several of us in, in embarked on a a pretty big journey, uh, twenty-one days, and we'll spend the next twenty-one days uh, fasting and, and calling out on the Lord and and just getting our hearts uh, centered in a place. What does that consist of? Well, it, it's a varying degrees. Uh, for some, it's just uh, it's it, it's uh, it's certain things. Uh, for others, it's it's all things. Um, I would say, for for anybody in the in the room that is fasting. To please consider, um, to please consider a media fast in general, uh, social media, television. Um, one, one, I think one of the downfalls of of of, uh, of our whole society is Netflix. Um, I don't remember what the study was, and I I know this is not this isn't us in the room probably, and I don't know where they get these studies from. I don't know what. They go to every city in the country and, and try to figure it out. Now, I know this probably isn't us, but I think that the average, they, they said the national average for people in America, uh, they spend like uh, three to four hours a day on Netflix. Now, I don't know where they're getting that three or four hours a day. I, I assume that most of it is contained with uh, so probably half of its kids in school nowadays. I, I've, I figured out recently That my kids are, uh, that my two oldest kids, they they somehow or another, they have figured out how to watch Netflix and and be a part of school. I'm not real sure how that actually works, Uh, but but they they have indeed uh, told me they've watched movies while they were in high school. So I'm they're they're doing real well for the most part in high school, Um, but but I don't know if that's part of it. I don't know what it is, but I do know this. Uh, there's a whole lot of media in our, in our lives, uh, way more media than there is uh, than there is prayer and fasting and the Word of God. So I want us to pray, and uh, I want us to pray for, for, for sure. Uh, let's pray for, for our brothers and sisters in uh, the Lord that, that really need us to come through for them and and calling on Him and getting desperate before the Lord. How many of you remember, uh, we said this last week, and, it, and it's worthy to repeat every single week. Uh, but unless the Lord, unless the Lord don't work, man, we're 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 gonna be in a mess. Uh, we need God's hand, and we need God to to work in this in this place. So <clears throat> let's pray. Uh, we'll we'll let a couple people pray uh, tonight. How um, about uh, uh, uh we'll let Justin and uh, Justin if you would, I want you to start us, and then uh, Daniel McNeil, I want you to close us out there. Um let's let's jump into this thing and see kind of where it takes us tonight. Um it, it, I, the the you, you leave them verses on there. G- grab your Bible though and go to Acts chapter number 13 real quick. I should have put these on there, but this will probably be like a launching point for for this week and next week. Um but excuse me, Acts 13 and and verse number 2 Acts 13 and and verse number 2 Acts 13 and verse 2 as they ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost said separate me Barnabas and, and Saul for the work Whereunto I have called them, and when they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Now, this is, this is probably um, one, of the, one of the most important places in your Bible in terms of, of something big happening in the New Testament, uh, or oh, excuse me, in the book of Acts. Uh, why, why is that so big? This is Paul's, this is the beginning of Paul's first missionary journey. This is the beginning of, of, of what we are today, an establishment of Paul going and preaching the gospel to the Gentile churches, to the Gentile nations that would eventually form Gentile churches. And wh- why is that so big? Well, just so happens we're Gentiles. And the Bible says that Paul is the apostle to the Gentile. And what's so what's so interesting about this whole thing? How this whole thing culminates is is there was a lot of of fasting going on before an actual uh, ceremony of laying on of hands and sending them away. Why? Well, but because there there was a lot of big decisions that had to be made. One. A big decision that had to be made is who was going to go with Paul. Somebody needed to go with Paul, and and Paul needed a faithful man. And obviously there was probably a few faithful men, but Paul needed the right man. Paul just didn't need any man. He needed a faithful man, but he he needed him to be the right man. And that's what Barnabas was according to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gets it right every single time, and and here it is that, that, that the Holy Ghost said, I want you to separate Barnabas with Saul. Separate Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. So this, this, is, this is an effort that's fixing to radically change the world. And here's what happens. They ministered to the Lord and they fasted. They ministered to the Lord and they fasted. Now, what, what's, what's, what's interesting is they're, they're fasting because they need to know something. They need to know, uh, they, they, need to under, they need to get a, a clear-cut, concrete answer uh, for direction. And, and, and as well, they need to understand, they, they need God to work in, in demonstration and power in, in this area of sending Paul and Barnabas out. So, so what do they do? They, they fast. They, they minister to the Lord. They serve the Lord. They serve the Lord and they fast. Now, now, make sure you understand, they serve the Lord. They do something and they fast. They serve the Lord and they fast. So, so why is that such a big deal? Well, b- because I, I think we got to make sure that we remember um, that in terms of fasting, it has to be a service unto the Lord. Fasting cannot be something that you do for yourself. It cannot be something that you and me conjure up within ourselves to, 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 to do this on our own and muster up enough will to say no to something. Now, it's going to take some willpower, but it's going to be your will bent to God's will. It's not going to be you just you just laying your will down and not bending yourself and bending your will to the will of God or picking up the will of God. That That's far too often. That's what we do. We, we want to lay sin down, but we don't want to, what is it? Follow after righteousness. Does that make sense? I mean, I mean, it's really easy to say I'm not going to sin, and it's really easy to say I'm not going to sin, and then I'm not going to follow after righteousness. I'm just going to not sin. And you know what happens two or three weeks later? Does anybody know what happens two, three, four weeks, maybe two months, maybe three months? After you had not sinned, anybody take a wild guess? You sin. <laughs> That's what happens. Nine times out of ten, you go back to the same sin, the one that doth so easily beset you. That's why he said, you know, follow after righteousness. Don't just lay the sin down. Follow after righteousness. So, I've seen something that 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 I thought uh, that I thought might be helpful for us uh, if we can if we can get our mind wrapped around it. So we're 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 gonna minister unto the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord, and we're going to fast. Why is fasting such a big deal? Well, I think you can see that the fasting was a big deal in the life of, uh, of of Barnabas and Paul in this instance, and and actually um, just the work, the in, the inner workings of sending them out uh, to preach the gospel on the very first missionary journey. I think you can see that there was a that's a big deal, right? Uh, Does anybody anybody besides me see that? That that's a really big deal. And there's got to be something up with ministering to the Lord and fasting in in terms of being sent out, going and doing something with what God's given you. Um, So tonight I I thought, hey, let's look at a principle out of Matthew chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 9. And. I want you to make sure you understand um Matthew chapter 6. Uh we're dealing with the Sermon on the Mount and and the the Sermon on the Mount um we'll we'll put it like this guys it, it was to the Jews. It is a completely uh different dispensation and and one of these days I'm I'm going to go into all that and it's it's just going to take a long time uh to get through. Um but this is, this is, you know, some instruction given uh, to, to a Jew. Now, why would we be taking instructions given to a Jew? Well, because we can take some principles out of them. We can apply them to our own life. Um, you know, we, we do that with a lot of things. Um, we, we do that with a lot of things from Sermon on the Mount. But, you know, if you're not careful, you, you can get kind of jacked up in the Sermon on the Mount. You'll be cutting your arms off. And plucking your eyes out, if you're if you're right off in, you pluck it out. How many of you? How many of you understand? You don't have to pluck your eyes out in the New Testament, in in, in the dispensation of grace. Everybody understand that? Okay, all right. You, you, there will be a day I think you'll have to do that, uh, but but it's it's not today. I mean, you can pluck them out if you want to, but I don't I don't recommend it. Um, so look at verse sixteen. Verse 16, he gives some some uh, qualifiers for fasting. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites. Be not as the hypocrites. What were they like? Well, they were of a sad countenance. So they, everybody knew they were fasting. For they disfigured their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. So... They, they wanted everybody to know that they were fasting is this thing on? okay let's make sure uh, I wanted everybody to know that they were fasting and so they had a sad countenance and they disfigured their faces like you know they had the mully grubs and they're walking around all oh, look at me uh, but, but verse 17 he says but when thou uh, but thou when thou fastest anoint thy head and wash thy face so don't don't look like a goon wash your face that thou appear not unto men to fast make sure they they, they don't See you and see your disfigured face uh, and think that something's going on. But unto thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth thee, uh, which seeth it in secret, here it is, shall reward thee openly. So God is going to reward you openly for making sure that your heart attitude is right in fasting. Okay, is there, is that, does everybody understand that so far? Does that make sense? Somebody say amen. All right. Okay. Now, uh, Matthew chapter number nine. Go with me to Matthew chapter number nine. It'll be on the screen if you don't have it. But Matthew chapter number nine. Then come to him, the disciples of John. So these are these are John's disciples. Remember, John was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. John was the guy that was going to go and and remember make way, uh, make straight the way of the Lord. He's coming in, and he is going. He's going to preach. That Jesus is coming. He prepared everybody that Jesus was coming. Remember, he's that crazy dude that's that's camping out in the wilderness, clothed in camel's hair. And um, John is my kind of dude. I mean, he's eating locusts and uh, wild honey, or you know, I mean, I this dude's just got it going on, right? Um, Well, he he's he's got disciples of his own. They're, they're going to follow Jesus one day uh, because that's who he's here to pray. He's making the way for Jesus to come. That's what his job is, his job. Remember, Jesus and, and John uh, were both born around the same time. They, they're, they're, uh, Mary and Elizabeth, they're both with child. Uh, when when Elizabeth went and she heard and Mary told her, the Bible says that John is a baby kicked inside of Elizabeth when when she told him all this stuff. When, she, when Mary told her all this stuff. So so this this is a big deal, okay? Uh, John is a big deal, but, but get what get what happens? Then came him, uh, then came to him the disciples of John saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. And here it is. Then shall they fast. Then shall they fast. Now, what, what, what is what is the big deal with this whole thing? Well, here, here's the big deal. He's telling the disciples of John, I'm here. Right now I'm here. Here it is, Matthew 6, there's going to, the, he's not saying don't fast. He's saying this is how you do it when you do fast. Disciples of John come and why, why don't y'all fast? We fasted all the time. Well, here's here's the deal, y'all have the bridegroom. Jesus Christ is the bridegroom. Now, remember, we're talking a different people group. We're talking about bridegroom and groom, uh, bridegroom and, and and bride. So we got a little bit different people group going on, but it's the same principle. Can the children of, 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 the, of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? So the bridegroom's with them. Jesus is with them right now, and he's saying that they 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 don't have any reason to mourn. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, then shall they fast. Now, what, what is the big deal with the, with the analogy behind the bridegroom and the bride? Well, here, here's, here it is. The bride, when the bridegroom is gone, will be longing for the bridegroom to come back. There will be an intense longing of the bride. Do you get what I'm saying? There will be an intense longing for the bride to see the bridegroom come back. Now, there, there's a connection between fasting and this certain longing for Christ's return. There, there's a connection between, between my our fasting and and, and and this this certain longing to see Christ return. Why, 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 why is that why is that such a big deal? because when you're looking for you're looking for your lord to return when you're spending your days man I, this this is how this is how this whole scene is shaken out the bride would be so an, anticipating her bridegroom's arrival that, that she would she'd pace every single day doing the things that she did looking. But, but at the same time one eye on the things she was doing and one eye on the road that would bring the bridegroom back. One eye on looking out for the things that were going on in her own home and one eye on waiting on the bridegroom to come back. Patiently waiting, anticipating and in, 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 an, in an exciting way why well because that was her that was the person that loved her more than anybody that was the person that, that that pledged vows to her that was that person and why is that such a big deal well because man I don't know if you know this or not but, but God's pledged certain vows to us Jesus Christ has pledged certain vows to us. Jesus Christ has given us a pledge. Man, he, he has put his blood on our lives. And when you're looking for the Lord's return, here, here's what happens. You're going to be more conscious about, how, about your life and how you spend it. You're going to be more conscious about how you spend your life. You're going to be more conscious about what you do with your life. You're going to be more conscious about the moments you have in your life. And and you're you're just you're just gonna be. You're just gonna be more accountable to this life that God's given you. So there's a connection from Matthew chapter number nine that I I think we can see that there is some kind of connection between fasting and this longing of Christ's return. we, we don't have time to to get into uh, everything in terms of fasting tonight. Psalm 35 and verse 13 said this, I humbled my soul with fasting and my prayer returned unto my own bosom. I humbled my soul with fasting and and my prayer, you ready? The prayer, it returned. So what, what does that mean? It means that that prayer at one time was gone. Does everybody does Everybody track with me? That means that, that, that the prayer life that, that the psalmist had, it wasn't there, but it returned. The, the psalmist had a prayer life, but, but what did he do? He humbled his soul with fasting. I think that, I think that the connection here is, is fasting puts a person in such a place of humility that maybe, Maybe, just maybe, there's somebody in here that's lost the longing for Christ's actual return. For Jesus Christ to, to come, and, and we know the next event on God's calendar is, is is Him coming in the clouds, but are you looking for the coming in the clouds? 1 Thessalonians gives us a real good idea how this whole thing's going to work, and, and I want to I give you some verses tonight that I think uh, that we can we can tag along through here and, and we can gain some understanding of what I'm, what I hope is making sense. First Thessalonians four and verse 13. He says, "But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus, God will bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up in shall be caught up together with him, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and show and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse eighteen. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. Now what what you got to remember about this, this church at Thessalonica at Thessalonica. It is it is under intense persecution. It, it, is, it is enduring some major suffering for the cause of Christ, for the name of Christ. And remember, God said that would happen, and that, that that is a that is a blessed thing to have happen in our life. That we would get to suffer for the name of Christ. God, God said that was a that's actually a blessing. You can know the sufferings of Christ, you can be conformed through that kind of suffering that's a really good thing to have happen whether you believe it or not this church is under all this persecution this church is under uh, under 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 persecution in such a way they're and, and they're 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 kind of in shambles and Paul is encouraging they're doing right they're doing a good job but it, it but but at the same time man it's a rough deal where they are and Paul is Paul is making sure they know, don't don't worry, man, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, and and, and so much so, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, i got to ask you something. Could could fasting be a, a thing that could turn your heart back towards the Lord? Not just back towards the Lord, back towards looking for the coming of the Lord? Uh, man, I, I wonder how many of us today thought about the man. This could be the day. Man, this this. Who knows? This could be the day that God starts letting all the dominoes fall that that Jesus Christ could actually return. I found some verses that I that I think could help convince us of a few things. Philippians 3 and verse 20 says, For our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus. Think about this letter as he's addressing this church at Philippi. For our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior. Our conversation is in heaven, but make sure you understand, we're looking towards the heavens. We're looking for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 7, so that you come behind in no gift. You're just waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Titus 2 and verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God in our Savior Jesus Christ. This is, an, this is an ongoing, how many of you understand, looking is an ongoing thing. Not we looked, or we looked one time. But not, no, we're looking. We're anticipating, we are looking for the, for the coming of, our great, of, the, of, of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 1 verse 10 says, And to wait for His Son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Guys, I, I hope you can get it. I hope you can get what, what God's trying to say. To Remember, the, 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 price, uh, the, the price of learning is repetition. And every time you see God repeating this phrase over and over and over again, the, the way God turns the volume up is to say it again and then say it again, and then say it again, and then say it again, and then say it some more, and then say it some more until we get tired of hearing God say it. But he's got to try to get it in our heart to to make sure that we understand that our lives should be consumed with this one thing. This one thing should consume our lives. Why? Because we're going to be accountable. Right? We're going to be accountable. Well, they've been preaching the Lord was coming back for all these years. That don't mean he ain't coming back. Just means he ain't come back yet. Romans eight and verse twenty three says, "And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit, even we are even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of the body." Man, can. Can you imagine being a part of a group of people that were groaning within themselves, waiting for the full adoption process to take place and the redemption of the old man to finally be shed, that the old man be shed and the redemption of the body finally take full effect? That's what God wants us to do. I'm not saying I'm there yet. I'm I'm saying the longer you study this thing, the more you realize that it's more about the coming of our Lord than we actually realize. For a second, Peter chapter 3 and verse 13, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Luke 12, and verse 36, And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord, when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may be open unto him immediately. Now, now again, here here we are uh We're we're back with a a different people group, but make sure you get it. The principle still stands the same. That when he cometh and knocketh, knocketh, man, that that we may be ready to open immediately. That we're sitting on G, waiting on O. We're like, all right, Lord, let's go. Galatians 5 and, and verse number 5, For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Romans 8 verse 19. For the earnest earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Man, what, what a glorious deal that is. So I, I I I got three little old things that I I thought might would help us as we try to center in on this on this one thought from Matthew chapter number nine and 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 the rest of the verses that that we read tonight. When coupled with the with the right attitude, when coupled with the right heart attitude, fasting can do some things. Number one I. I know fasting can do this. Fasting can turn your heart towards anticipating the return of Christ instead of dreading it. You just don't know how many people sit in pews every single week and somebody mentions the coming of Christ and they absolutely dread it. They're like, man, the rapture could happen at any moment and, and, and literal, literal fear sets in their body. Scared, dread, a certain amount of, of of un un you know not knowing what the future is actually going to hold. Why? Well, because man, it, it is going to be. We we only we only get to look in part. One of these days, we're going to see the whole though. But fasting can can turn can play a big part in turning your heart. Towards anticipating the return of Christ instead of dreading it. That's why he says, "Wherefore, First Thessalonians four eighteen, wherefore comfort one another with these words." Well, I'm not. He he didn't say all that to be a drag. He's like, "Hey man, I, I, I make sure you understand, I, the Lord's coming back." Man, comfort people. Look around and, and I guess for years people's preached it to scare people into hell and everything else. But here's the deal. Really, it was supposed to be about comforting people. It was supposed to be about, man, Dan, don't, don't give up. Jesus is coming. Don't quit. Don't your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Keep going. Keep going. Why? Well, Jesus is really coming. Num- number two. Fasting can help turn a fruitless walk into one with abounding fruit. Fasting can, can help turn a, a fruitless walk into one abounding, uh, with abounding fruit. Look, look at Second Corinthians 5 verse 10. For we, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in the body according to that that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Verse eleven: Knowing that, therefore, the terror of the Lord we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I, I trust, also are made manifest in your consciences. Fasting is you is you fast and get your heart centered in and and turned back towards the Lord fasting can can help turn a fruitless walk into one that's abounding in fruit why well because when you start looking for the Lord to come back there's there's a certain element within you that understands that there there's going to be an accountable uh, 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 an accountability process that takes place and that every single person will stand on their own merit and God will God will judge them uh, based on what they've done in Christ Now, remember they there is no foundation laid that any man can lay that is Christ Jesus. All right, so there has been a foundation laid, and that foundation is Jesus Christ, and we're we're not going to be moved off that foundation. But we do build off of that uh, gold, silver, and precious stone, or, or we build wood, hay, and stubble. And what your life, what you what you have in your life from here on out, it can be fruitless, or it can be it can be fruitful. And so that day is going to declare it. That day uh, will declare. Uh, all of our works that day. And then number three, fasting can be, can be beneficial in making a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Fasting uh, can be beneficial in making a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no man that warreth entangle himself, entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Now, the hardest part about being a good soldier is, is obviously I, I would say that very first part to verse number three, enduring the hardness behind being a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Why? Well, because it's hard. <laughs> being a good soldier of Jesus Christ is not an easy thing. Uh, but but it, it is a worthy thing. But I, I believe that, that fasting can turn, can, can turn you and be beneficial in making you and me good soldiers. How do we become good soldiers? We endure hardness. Fasting is one of them things coupled with the right heart attitude, coupled with the right attitude, that we can indeed, through our fasting, and what does it do? Remember, it shifts us towards a a mindset that is looking for our Savior. It shifts us towards a mindset that's set on our Savior coming back. Well, it's, it's rather easy. When our heart's fixed, on our commanding, our, our, our chief in command is coming back and he'll be back. That we can endure some hardness along the way through this, through our times of fasting. Now, here's the thing I said it before and I'll say it again. If the heart attitude isn't right, then none of this stuff works. If your heart ain't right, if your heart's not set to, if it's not set to the right thing, if your, your attitude is not set, man, I, I, I can't believe somebody's asking me not to eat. Well, just don't do it. I can't believe somebody's asking me to do this. I can't believe this. Man, I, just don't do it. It's not worth it. It ain't it ain't worth the fight. It ain't worth you being mad at somebody because they. Act, it's just not worth it. Hey, you'd, you'd be better off just waiting. Why? Well, because you ain't got the right attitude about it. This takes an attitude that that wants that wants to to it, it you know brother Mark had this saying that wants the hunger to be hungry and wants the thirst to be thirsty. That's what the prayer should be. God make make me make me hunger to be hungry. He said, "Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness." God God God. God, help me to hunger to be hungry. And help me to thirst just to be thirsty. Well, if you fast with the right heart, with the right attitude, all those things seem to somehow naturally happen. If you fast with your heart, a heart of flesh that, that is bent towards, towards the things of this world, then guess what? It don't work. Now, what? What if you're not fasting? How does all this? How does all this apply if you're not fasting? Well, you don't want to fast. Let me ask you a question. Are you willing to pray? Are you willing to set some time aside this month and 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 maybe maybe take some time? I, I'm I'm saying fast. You. I'm, but I'm not asking anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. It ain't, it ain't gonna work anyway. But could you take some time and, and and maybe get your heart set to this Matthew nine that that you could be like the. The bride in Matthew nine and pacing the floor, waiting on their bridegroom to come back. I, I mean, patiently uh, awaiting and anxious, uh, anxiously, not patiently, anxiously awaiting the coming of their bridegroom. Could you figure out how to do that? Well, when you do that, your your heart's going to be turned towards anticipating the return of Christ, not dreading. Your heart's going to have a, your life will, will produce a fruitless, a fruitful walk and not a fruitless one. And 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 obviously. You're, it's going to be that is going to be a good, uh, very beneficial thing in making you a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I, I want you to get this thing, but I don't know how else to feed it to you. Fasting ain't a silver bullet. What is it? It's just laying parts of of your life down before the Lord that are consumed by certain things. I think if you set down and you thought about how many, how, how many minutes a day that you thought about eating and how many minutes, if you're like me, how many minutes a day you plan on eating. Not just plan on eating, but plan what you're eating. So there's a plan on eating, and then there's planning on what you're eating. I mean, I bet me and Justin together, we could come up with a few hours a day. No, I'm just kidding. Justice probably not as calm as I am when it comes to for real. Like my my wife told me, I have for those of you who don't know, I, I have this like probably most of you do know. I know there's some of you know real well. I have this like for real, this extremely terrible case of of ADD. Like the only. Good thing about preaching, in in having ADD, is you can leave one thing and you can just go to the next because it all it's all good. Like, like you got sixty six books. Let's just go to another book. Like it's really it's really placed to my advantage. Um, but you know about about ten days in. My mind starts getting so clear to where, like, I start finishing things I didn't finish before. She's like, you're about third week, and it's, I can ask you almost to do anything, and you'll do it. Because right now, she may ask me to do something. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And, and literally ask me to do it right then. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. And two hours goes by, and she's like, i like, I thought I asked you did, yeah, yeah. I think you did. Yeah, for some reason just didn't do it. Little birdie flew across the thing and squirrel, whatever. Well, I, I will say, I I, th- I think that there's there's a certain part of fasting that could unlock the potential for you to see where how deep your potential really is in the Lord. Like you can see how deep it is. Not how shallow. You can see how deep you could really go. And when you figure out how deep you can go with the Lord, man, I'm going to tell you what. You don't ever want to go back. Shallow don't work no more. Being powerless don't work no more. So, let's pray. Let's, uh, Let's ask the Lord to make some connections and apply some scripture in our own lives. 'Cause that's that's how the Lord that's how the Lord's gonna work in our life. Let's pray, Father. Lord, I, I, I thank you for giving us a book that's that's been preserved, that's been been kept for us, as Justin said earlier. Thank you for this book. Thank you for its its powerfulness and its inspiration. And uh, God, I, I pray that, Lord, we let none of these words fall to the ground. God, that we seek them in truth. Lord, that the pattern of Scripture we looked at tonight, uh, Lord, it really laid out that there's, there's a coming day. Uh, there's a, a, a day that's coming to where Jesus Christ is, He's gonna return for for his church. And uh, Lord, we're to be we're to be anticipating that day. And and I, I have a real good feeling, according to Matthew chapter number nine, that that our fasting could get us there. God, I pray tonight, Lord, that you would help us. Every person in the room, God, the, the ones that are fasting, the ones that decided not to, chosen not to for whatever reason, God, I, I just pray that you help us. God, we, we need your help. We are not doing this in the power of our flesh. God, help us to to not do this in the power of our own flesh. God, we need you to work. God, bless this place. Lord, bless this fast. God, may you use it for your glory. May you use it for your honor. In all that's said and done, Lord, we just we thank you for being good to us. Thank you for loving us like you do, and all that you've done, Lord. We we ask you to bless the rest of this week and the, the coming days, Lord. That, that you'd use that you'd use us, and Lord, we'd see some unusual things because of of our fasting. God bless it, and uh, may you be glorified through it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, well,